Hey, what's up, wheel friends? Uh, it's Craig. Uh, this is a promo for the new show I mentioned at the end of the last episode. Uh, if you are just listening to this now for the first time, uh, basically this is a new transit project uh, we are working on in the Grand Rapids community, uh, trying to get with people to uh, make some bigger changes in terms of our infrastructure and speed up the uh, the bureaucratic process uh, for for what the city has proposed so uh, we'll go into more detail hopefully Um, this is just sort of like like a a prologue episode this is not even episode zero or episode one Uh, but this is where we're just trying to get the groundwork down we don't even have a name for this show yet we're kicking ideas around Uh, but if you're a listener in Grand Rapids, we uh, urge you to participate, uh, stay active with us. Uh, if you're outside of Grand Rapids and looking in, this could be a, a good opportunity to see how uh, the process works behind the scenes and maybe how you can implement it in your community. So hopefully it'll be fun to uh, watch along, um, listen along, sorry, podcasts. I mean, there's probably going to be some video components to it at some point because, you know, a multi faceted campaign wow this is there's actually a lot of stuff that goes into what we're gonna do that is blowing my mind i'm gonna shut up now and uh i mean there's another like minute on the song so i guess i could keep talking till the song ends um uh besides that uh you know if you're a regular wheel friends listener uh make sure you check out the patreon patreon.com slash the wheel friends uh song still has another uh 40 seconds minute minute 40 seconds i don't know patreon oh, i've been using a gopro more so uh i've been posting gopro videos on the instagram feed uh some of my daily commute you can check that out I've been doing that more for this project actually so uh so if you you can watch along and you can see how cycling infrastructure looks in Grand Rapids and point out some things that suck and then uh, maybe criticize my cycling ability. Oh, good, the song's ending soon. All right, here's the promo. So step one, we need to introduce this. (laughs) Craig and Joel go to the the city commission. Craig and Joel go to the Capitol. (laughs) Craig and and Joel go to the city hall. (laughs) Craig and Joel... Don't wear suits to City Hall. Um, Craig and Joel lead an uprising of cyclists <laughs> on, <laughs> on City Hall. Um, starting now, I guess, you know. This is a turning point. <laughs> yeah, this is when, like, I remember going to the first, to my first Wednesday night group ride and looking at all those people and all that, like, energy there. And I was like, It'd be real cool if we could do something with this. <laughs> like, this is fun, but have you guys tried like taking over things? <laughs> like, um, yeah, using our collective power. Because I am really cute. This is all. We're already off topic. We've done it again. <laughs> we always. Do. It's okay. Well, so the one of the original ride leaders from the Wednesday evening rides come back and oh, he's yeah. been leading rides and like I've got this like hole in the history that I'm trying to piece together of like just like the the Grand Rapids cycling story. Yeah, yeah. But I there was a big 
fixie movement in the late 2000, early 2010s. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when shit started popping off in Grand Rapids again. And this was like post critical mass. And I think we were doing critical masses here. Uh, Sean has some stories of going to one where they got maced by police. Oh, fun times. Um, and then I feel like the Wednesday evening rides were made as sort of like a way to contain that, but it's been good overall. Yeah. Cause like we still do our group ride and I think riding bicycles every week as like a group of 50 people is still a form of activism. Oh in a way, yeah. 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 Even if the people there are very non-political about it, it's, but yeah. So like, I think it, it came from direct action and yeah. is still sort of direct action in what we do. But one of the benefits we've gotten out of it is, I think, back in the early 2000s, there was maybe a handful of bike lanes in Grand Rapids. Right, and so right. we've, we actually, through direct action of critical mass right. and these group rides, did succeed in uh, cycling awareness in Grand Rapids. And since then, we have gotten 200 miles of bike lanes. Yeah, yeah. And as the city now is evolving... Uh, and we're in the tw- 2020s. We're getting <laughs> deep into sci-fi territory. Uh, fossil fuels are obviously killing us. Fun like, times, wh- yeah. where? What is the next logical step in in Grand Rapids Transit? And I guess that is what we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. I mean, you're great at this. I'm very rusty. Uh, (laughs) Usually we would just get sad and just kind of like see how long that could go. But I'm going to try my best not to do that now. I guess like what we're trying to figure out is direct action is good, but you have to like go beyond it. Like you have to do something more to actually move from, I think, a kind of direct action cultural shift on like a kind of um, niche environment into a more mainstream uh, position. Um, and Because not everybody's down with riding out in front of traffic and yeah, saying, yeah, fuck you, yeah. we're riding here. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean <laughs> there's a great book that was published by Microcosm like two-ish years ago. Um, and it was just like looking at like, you know, who's actually who's actually riding, why are they riding? And it was like, well, like you're gonna look at any bike statistic and find out that like mostly it's men and you have two very distinct groups. You have uh, people of color, like men who are um, people of color and they're riding because they have to. And then you have Affluent Yeah, you have like white cyclists, like white male cyclists who are riding in groups in Lycra and being like those guys. It's all expensive. Yeah, yeah. The cycling world to me is uh, the the peak of capitalism in cycling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, it's it's how you see. Like, I mean, you see this kind of like thing break down in a lot of different ways. Like, I mean, I think we're already off topic. No, no, no. I think <laughs> I'll bring it around. I'll bring it around. Okay. What I was gonna say is like the reason the reason that like we look at those demographics in that book like dealt with that was saying that like you're not going to if you're like looking if cities are looking to reduce carbon emissions to make their cities healthier like by reducing pollutants in the air by like you know making them less hot because of idling cars like all these things if cities are actually concerned with this 
then like they need to build safe infrastructure. Like there's no there's no way around that because the majority of people are not going to risk literally their lives to cycle. It's just not it's just not something that and they know that. I mean yeah. the the city of Grand Rapids has known that at least since 2019. They know that like the vast majority of people are fine with biking. It's just it's not safe. It's it's not safe and so much of it is put put on you the individual to figure out like when i used to ask you how to like bike to work <laughs> what, what what are you supposed to do like yeah. all what do you do when the things. bike lane ends yeah right? like, yeah like <laughs> they, what? they build you this path that's supposed to get you somewhere and then you ride it and you end up just abandoned in an area where there's no infrastructure for you yeah and <laughs> I, I think really what it comes down to what we're trying to talk about is like what is it going to take for Grand Rapids to be not only a safer place for biking, but also just less fucking cars on the road. Yeah. <laughs> and like All, what, most what does, forms of micro mobility. Yeah. Like what does that actually look like and how do we actually get there? Those electric unicycle people, <laughs> those hoverboard people, the one wheel people, the, yeah. the electric scooters, the skateboards, the rollerblades, everything, <laughs> the, anything that's not a car. Yeah. Cause I mean, cars are really, I mean, no matter how hard, how many times you slice it, it's like basically the reason why cities suck. Like, you know, cities aren't loud; cars are loud. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Yeah. Uh, going places doesn't suck. Parking sucks. Yeah. Like. True as well. It's yeah, congestion, congestion, traffic, and you know, any any form of micro mobility is a way to improve this. Like. Yeah, I mean, people man, like I went to the Bernie rally. And yeah. The guy in line. Uh, behind me he's like man i watched you guys bike in here and you still beat us like yeah. to the line and it's like yeah duh yeah bikes are faster in a city yeah yeah <laughs> you know? every time and if there were more things more closely together because there was less you know towers of parking there would be even more things to get to faster <laughs> like yeah it could be it could be quite the world um but yeah i guess i'm just curious because we both bike around grand rapids a lot like what is it and you have other ties to micro mobility um like what is it like in grand rapids right now for transit in general like where are we actually at because i think that that's a really important thing to figure out before we start to like get into the how to fix it like where's yeah. it at you tell me craig <laughs> i've never taken the bus and i live near a bus stop i, I mean i've just always had the bike so yeah. I, I can't speak for the the bike or i'll talk the bus about buses experience. <laughs> What I what I want from people, and I hope what other people want, is to live in a more interesting city that is healthier to live in and isn't going to contribute to burning this planet faster. Um, <laughs> the Barcelona of Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you know, um, I think that, like, we've kind of hit our hit a wall as far as what we can do with Wednesday night group rides with having like I guess the former spoke folks but you know Boston Square Bikes having like these smaller institutions we I think we've kind of hit a wall we've maxed out the city understands that there's a problem with transit whether that's needy like needing to expand and have more consistent bike or bus lanes whether that's like creating like barriers for cycling and micro mobility in general, you know, whether that's reducing the amount of cars on the road in general for a ton of different reasons. Like 
we're at this point now where the city knows there's a problem and people like ourselves who are not using cars as our primary mode of transportation also know there's a problem and we have to like someone has to blink first mm-hmm. but like some action actually has to has to come to pass and like waiting around for the city is not really my cup of tea um and so what we're interested in doing is like using the power of ballot measures in the city to affect change you know by next year because there's a there's a city election coming up next year and if we can spend you know the next year and a half or so trying to like get people to think more concretely about like you know transit and reducing cars um we actually stand a chance to like that's our timeline year and a half basically. yeah yeah year and a half um okay so we've got time but also it's time for, i think for people who are interested in seeing like the city change in positive directions to actually like you know do something like small because I, I don't think people have to do they don't have to commit their whole lives to this yeah. but like even talking to people about this podcast talking to people about what we're doing with dsa and these ballot measures that are coming down the pipe talking to people about like you know um mutual aid when it comes to like what we're doing with uh free bus fare and like the bike repair clinics talking to people about like how we need to start moving past just where we're comfortable right now as like a cycling community and where the city's comfortable right now with this kind of edging closer to like a new world like we i think have to be the ones to push the city into actual action yeah i'm a i'm kind of a i consider myself a lay person (laughs) uh so i'm just assuming here that um passing ballot proposals with that are community-led or citizen-led is faster than waiting for city council to do it i mean that's my assumption here i would say so (laughs) because like i mean i mean take a look at like decrim gr I mean, that was what twenty twelve. I want to say. I am not. I do not know. I. I, I, I think it was around. Was, I think the year I moved here. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I want to say it was twenty twelve. We'll say twenty twelve for the sake of argument. You can correct us later. Um, like the city would get around to it eventually because the city has been growing. It's becoming more progressive, generally speaking. But like, they didn't have to do it. And the same thing I think is true with this stuff now. The thing about, like, ballot measures is at any point, the city commission can adopt them, essentially. And, like, if they wanted to, like, if the, if we put out these ballot measures into before the city commission, they have, from the get-go, they have the option of whether or not they want to pass them outright. Like, it's in their, it's in their hands the whole time. And so if you have, like, a sound enough argument, you can walk up in there and be like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And the <laughs> the thing is, is that, like, I'm not going to hold my breath for that because commissioners have vested reasons in seeing things stay the way they are. Yeah, people help get them in their office. Yeah, and yeah. And sometimes those people are very uh, car-centric, you know? Yeah. Or are, you know, they're, they're at the whim of the Chamber of Commerce, so it's like the right. city, all the city's plans are 
like tourism mm-hmm. and like economically based for like getting all the money from tourists. Right, right. And I mean, we got to live here. Yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I have. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, get around this. Yeah, this part it's great of town. that you shook down all these like yuppies from out of town, but like we need stuff. Like, right. Right. I mean, if you want to think about it, like the best, the thing that I think pushed me over the edge was the social zones that they've built for, um, for restaurants. Uh, because like most of them are about 30 feet wide, which is a six lane bike lane or like a bike super highway. I'm surprised they even let like cars still drive through the social zones. Like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, there's that. I mean, the other, so, like, there's a few things going on there, right? Like, part of it is that, like, so many of the city commissioners are deeply, like, tied to, like, local restaurants and breweries. Like, I think it's John O'Connor, like, co-founded Long Road with... The places we shop, yeah. or we places we work, but yeah. don't actually go. The places, yeah. He, yeah, co-founded with uh, David Legrand, who is one of my former bosses when I worked at Wealthy Street. Wait, are, are they one of the people that just went up to 15 an hour? maybe there's like that whole cluster there they were very quick on getting the social zones from the the first day of the lockdown to the time that they passed social zones was 70 days so the bike plan that grand rapids has had from 2019 they want us to stop murdering cyclists with our cars by like 2035 and they want us to stop injuring cyclists with cars by like 2040 and their only solutions. Yeah, as a cyclist, I would like that bumped up to right now. Yeah, like, like right now. Yeah, today would be nice. I mean, and they could do it today. And the reason that we know they could do it today is because they took city barricades and built social zones that are triple in size of like bike, like a two-way bike lane. And, and that only really affects like a business yeah and, and their economic yeah. prosperity yeah That's... my understanding is that they just made them tr- like permanent too and it's like come on so they were able to drop these barricades down uh-huh. and yet they haven't replaced a single one of the dividers on the division avenue bike lane since they all got hit off by cars yeah you are correct sir yeah and that's how, that's why to me, I don't really give a shit what the city commission has to say about this because the ball's been in their court since fucking 20, for, forever. Like they, they can pontificate about like, oh, we don't know what to do. And it's like, motherfucker, you figured it out with fucking restaurants. Like you can figure it out. Like when it matters to them, they act swiftly. And when it does matter to them, like 2035 is what, 14 years away? Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's unacceptable, not only from, like, I, I don't know, just a living perspective as a cyclist, but also, like, from a carbon standpoint. Like, we have to start reducing carbon emissions drastically before 2030. And this is a city that, I mean, the mayor and certain commissioners are all about climate change, allegedly. And I, you know, I, I'm not seeing bold leadership on that either. So, like, I'm not interested in waiting around to fucking find out if the city commission is going to like develop the capacity to act, I have no faith in their leadership to act. I mean, if you want to see, I mean, see the example of like the timidity of fucking bliss, allowing the national guard to come in here because they got scared because people were pissed that cops keep shooting black people, you know, to me, like if the city wanted to act, they'd act Mm -hmm. and they're not acting. And so I think for us, we have to act and it's not rocket science. Like, we all know generally what's going to 
keep people safe. You know, to me, this is this is just community, you know, uh, self-preservation. I also um, <laughs> just <laughs> I can't remember where I read it, but it was basically just the discussion in this article was that uh, the potential for Grand Rapids and Michigan overall becoming a refuge for climate oh, migration. Buddy, yeah. And so I think that's another thing that we got to be conscious of. Cause if we do end up getting more people moving in, like, you know, we want to, we got to get rid of the process, uh, all the shit that ruined the planet to begin with yeah, and get this place car free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Cause I know on an episode of the wheel friends, we briefly talked about me in Louisiana, but well, one of the days that like just kind of crushed my soul when I was in Louisiana was driving past what they call Cancer Alley. So it's like Lake St. Charles. Um, And on one hand, you can see like these old sugar plantations. And then like directly on the river, you see these massive petrochemical plants where like they, part of the reason they're suffering land loss in Louisiana is because they're cutting the bayou up to get to spots to drill for oil and shit. And then it rushes in with salt water and kills the bayou. And then on their way, they never fix it. And then they take the oil down to the Mississippi River and process it literally on the river and then ship it out to, like, the Gulf of Mexico, which is still currently on fire, maybe. Um, And, I mean, in that process, what I, like, came to understand was that, like, it's fucked in Louisiana. Like, they're not going to be able to, like, we in Michigan, where we treat cars as consumer goods, have a responsibility to act swiftly to like get rid of cars and get rid of our need for oil in a very serious way because like they can't do that in Louisiana. I mean, look at how hard it's been for us to get fucking one pipeline out of the Straits of Mackinac. Yeah. That's one. Think about like an entire state that like it's number two industry, number one industry is oil and gas like louisiana needs in other places like that other all these other sacrifice zones need us to come up with this new sense of like i think civic responsibility in which we say you know i will put in a little more work so that like all these things that i have so much fear about like climate change or like oil spills or whatever like we have solutions for those things and like we're not gonna change the world by doing it just in Grand Rapids. But, like, it's also not nothing to do it here. This is the second largest city in Michigan, right? Yeah. Like, what we do defines how a lot of this side of the state goes. And if we, like, take the bold action of, like, actually, you know, in, like, making buses free or, you know, making safe barricades for people to, like, engage with micromobility we are saying it's we're not waiting around for federal policy we're not waiting for state leadership we're going to like we we know what to do we've known what to do and we're going to fucking do it because other people can't as easily impact like change things and if we're going to just sit here and like complain about it then you know i'm a little given to the persuasion then then we do deserve what we get but like it's not that hard to do something about this. Like, it's it's a relatively easy thing to engage with. We got marijuana decriminalized in this city with next to no participation. 
And I think that like <laughs> what we what we need now is like mass participation because there's so many people that like want things to change, and it's it's not going to take that much to do it. It just takes people being aware that like they already know there's a problem, there is a solution, and it's like what we're trying to do, and that what we need from them is minimal participation yeah you know and and actually like being involved in like creating a cool city to actually live in that's habitable and can absorb potentially climate refugees but also like moves us away from the carbon economy that we've been reliant on for the past hundred fucking years yeah death to the oil and gas industry (laughs) yeah yeah um man once i get going I don't stop. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> You've got a way of speaking where it's actually really hard to find like a breaking point to like inter- I know, interrupt you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest. Be honest. Be brutally honest with me. Because, yeah, I mean. <laughs> but I'm known to just interrupt to get my shitty jokes in. So. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, to summarize. <laughs> Uh, we are starting a new podcast about our explorations into potentially creating new ballot proposals based on input from the people of Grand Rapids, like you, the listener, the person whose ear I'm in right now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Real ASMR hours. Um. <laughs> We're at the call to action part of the show, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know much about organizing, but the one thing I did pick up somehow was that you always end with a call to action. You do always end with a call to action. And the very simple action that you can take right now is texting us at 616-209-279. Nope, nope, nope. Craig's telling me no. Let me me start over with the same level of confidence I had going into that. Um, 9708. You'd think one of these numbers would... Stick out in my head. I don't know the wheel friends call in number. So. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, like, the very the very first thing you can do is text us your experiences with transit or what you would like to see with transit policy. Your dream of utopian transit Grand Rapids. Yeah. How, how would you, if you could change anything about transit in Grand Rapids, what would it be? Um, we, have a, we have a phone number you can text, um, and it's 616-209-9708. Um, just shoot us a text. Tell us what you think. Um, and we'll we'll follow up with you and and just kind of get your thoughts and feelings more, and also how to get more involved with what we're doing with DSA and these ballot proposals, because we do genuinely want it to be something that you're actually involved in, and not just something that we're telling you to do. Um, because it's it's important to have. To, to start to f- like feel like you're part of the actual process in serious ways because you know that's what the city doesn't allow you to do now <laughs> and we would like you to be a part of this or you know it, tell your friends if you if you know anybody who's got a different perspective on transit that might be uh might be curious about what we're doing pass that number along to them that is 616-209-9708 you like that that's my announcer ass i do like that it reminds me of like watching pbs during their telethon (laughs) (laughs) call now you can get a free tote bag i uh used to have to mc shit for the boy scouts all the time um 
see. This is the back. Deeply story. damaged. Knew. Deeply damaged. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Craig doing a solid working through his trauma from the boys. I used to be a program this. director. <laughs> I can. Yeah, I know how to run a show. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you're doing great. <laughs> I think that is a. Are you satisfied with that as an introductory? Yeah, podcast? I think that's a good one. We we're aiming to do these more regularly than our actual shows. Yeah. <laughs> um. So stay tuned, uh, and we'll have not only an exciting name, but more episodes coming soon. Its own individual into... podcast feed, probably. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk more about transit. Uh, if you have policy in general, suggestions for things. the show name six one six two zero nine nine seven zero eight. You can text anytime. If you are a musician, <laughs> yeah, illustrator uh, would like to help us out in those very basic ways. <laughs> yeah, who do we need? What kind of stuff do we need right now? For so, I mean, what we what for we for the need, working group? Do we we need a graphic designer, right? A graphic designer would be amazing. Um, someone who can yeah do all that amazing stuff that like I look at but cannot do. So yeah, if you have if you're an illustrator or a graphic designer or both, um, and you're down with the cause, yeah. <laughs> um, but also. We're also looking for, if you have any, if you are like someone who rides the bus a lot, or if you're someone who cycles a lot, or if you're someone who does, I don't know, scooters or BMX, whatever, skateboards, electric well, how, unicycle, regular yeah. unicycle, rollerblade, <laughs> hoverboard, <laughs> um, ripstick, uh, Heelys. I really want some Heelys texts. Yeah. yeah. How do we make, how do we make better cities for Heelys? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know. Um, but if, if you're involved or if, if you don't primarily use a car to get around Grand Rapids, we want you to be a part of this in not only like a perspective way, but also just helping us think through more effective ways of getting in touch with, with those communities because, you know, I the only time I ever rode a bus really was the very first day I was in Grand Rapids, and then between GVSU and Grand Rapids. So, my 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 bus experience is also limited. But mainly, what we need now is for people to Texas um, and to just have us try to find a good place, good fit for you, um, where we're at right now, because. Uh, down the road, we're going to need people who are interested in canvassing, people who are interested in spreading the word, people who are interested in showing up to city commission meetings. It will take a bunch of different types of people to see this thing to the end. And whatever your skill set is, we can use it. So really just text us at our number and we'll set up a one-on-one, -on -one, figure out who you are, what you'd like to do, and how we can plug you in in whatever specific way. Um, so, yeah, that's, yeah, I feel satisfied after saying all of that. I feel pretty good. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, stay tuned. All um, right. And we'll see you. See, we'll see you on the streets. <laughs> Grand Transit. We decided to call it Grand Transit. Sounds good, right? Uh, coming soon to a podcast feed near you, Grand Transit. <laughs>